0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to my Blacadian universe. Happy new year. Happy 2020. I hope everyone had a safe and happy, healthy new year. Wishing everyone the best. So I wanted to talk uh, starting off the new year with uh, some self-reflection and uh, basically speaking about how people of color tend to compare themselves to the white standard of beauty so let's talk about it so as a person of color you're probably very familiar that there's so much out there right now particularly on this very topic which is wonderful i love that this idea of um measuring our beauty to another standard is, um, you know, very much talked about and challenged, and so many authors, you know, talk about this beautifully, uh, Maya Angelou, uh, with, um, her novel The Bluest Eye Comes to Mind, and, you know, Lupita Longo has a new novel out, a little children's book, which is just wonderful, and, um, you know, I've... (sighs) mentioned previously, um, about how I carry myself as an example in the world as a black woman. Um, I occupy a lot of white space in my professional life and um you know, I sort of know that I may be for some people the only person of color, black person that they have an intimate, you know, dealing with, however superficial and um on the surface of it is. So I, um, I, you know, take that responsibility very seriously, however fairly it is, um, you know, I have to represent. So, um, you know, and I've also talked about how I trained myself not to smile and laugh when I'm uncomfortable. You know, it's something that I realized that I do as a woman that we were trained to do. And I really did not like that about myself. Um, and I felt like it gave the wrong impression, um, to people about me and I've on that as well I had to train myself not to measure myself against whiteness and it took a lot of work um it meant you know loving my curves um my chocolatey skin and my hair and you know it's an active job it's lots of work I mean I'm bombarded with images of you know what is the standard of beauty and when you don't look like that you sort of often wonder you know, what you do look like. And uh just a little aside here, I remember just, you know, thinking, you know, being a little critical of myself and um I just remember uh when I knew I had turned a corner when I was fully uh checking myself out. I uh <laughs> I just came back from uh Hawaii and I, you know, um was like a teenager-ish age, you know, mid-teens, and I had a bit of a tan. You know, I have medium dark skin, but I just got like super dark, and I was loving it. I got like the brightest pink lipstick I could, and full disclosure, I was calling myself uh, Black Barbie for a while, so, (laughs) and I just, you know, I thought, You know, let me just fully embrace this. I'm clearly loving the way I look and usually um, I don't like to, you know, I try to not be that vain. But I remember I was a teenager and I thought it was a good thing that I was just feeling myself. I thought, you know what? Enjoy it. Have your moment. You look good. You look chocolatey. And I got my friends to call me black Barbie. So, (laughs) you know, and and that takes work. It takes work to get there. Um, you know, I was, you know, I had lots of friends that were white when I was a kid and nobody looked like me and nobody had hair like me. And, um, I I spoke previously about how I had, you know, a very strong role model in my mother, um, who loved herself, loves, loves, loves herself. And, you know, That was very valuable for me to see and loves her curves, you know, just loved being black. So, um, that was very meaningful to me and just by example, just passively absorbing that. So I had a solid foundation of just, you know, loving myself. And so, uh, the thing is the hair, um, it's such a critical piece of uh, black identity, because it's often the first thing um, we notice is different about ourselves. You know, I mean, our difference from our peers where it's, um, you know, it's a different texture and, you know, it has a different ritual. So I love talking about maintaining black hair as a ritual because, you know, we sit between our mother's legs And they oil our scalps and they brush and braid our hair. And it was something that I loved. I loved having that time with my mom and just, um, you know, having that time together and just having to count on that time and knowing what was going to happen. It was sort of like getting a scalp massage. It was so relaxing and wonderful. And I've always been like a very sensitive child. And people would try and teach me, you know, white people would try and teach me that that was a problem, that spending time on my hair was a problem. You know, you got that question. Every black person has this question. You know, you had your rocking your braids out, your your cornrows, and you're just loving it. And then, you know, some person would say, oh, how long did that take you? I don't know. How long? (laughs) Did I spend chatting and laughing and being held with my mom? I don't know, I wasn't counting the minutes. It was an act of love. Um, it was a ritual that was part of my childhood, part of my life. And I love it. And I remember, um, there was this implication that the time that it took to maintain my hair must be so inconvenient and, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. And so I, uh, you know, it was the first time, but not the last time that I said, you know what? I like this part of myself. I don't want the convenience of having white hair. I like what I do with my hair. And so, um, you know, people have skin routines and, um, you know, they do all sorts of serums on their skin. And, you know, we have our hair routines, we have our crowns and, uh, you know, that's something worth celebrating and, um I I think that was a, a key turning point and that's something that I will be instilling in my own children about this, this ritual, this special thing that, you know, that black children across the world, you know, do that something that unites us, that makes us special because I found it very ritualistic as well. Again, on hair, um, I feel like this idea of self-hate, that, you know, people of color must hate themselves because, you know, racist people uh, hate them, is something I feel that, you know, racists hold very dear in their hearts. This idea that we must hate ourselves and, you um, because, you know, you know, styling my hair takes longer, um, than, you know, running a comb through it. And, uh, or, you know, uh, I may be more subject to hate because of the color of my skin. Not at all. I mean, it's, something that I want to spread as far and wide as I can, Um, this message of love, of self-love, that I love being Black. I love my heritage. I love my culture. I love my skin. I love my hair. Um, I want all of these things. I want to be Black, Blackity, Black, Black, and um, I just want to be treated as an equal. I want the equality. I want the privilege that comes with being White, but I don't hate What makes me black? I don't hate my skin. I don't hate my curves. Um, I love all of those things. I just want the equality. I don't want to be judged because, you know, my behind isn't the shape of a white person's behind. You know, these are the things that um, are important that, you know, I just, I want, be be treated like an individual. I don't want to be marginalized. I want to be seen as a person. I want to be seen as who I am. I want to be given the benefit of the doubt of innocence. I don't want to be presumed guilty. I want all the things of white privilege, but I want to celebrate my heritage. I want to celebrate my blackness and I want to do it uh, with freedom to do that. And so um, I, I think that um, it's been a very interesting practice, so a story about self-love and being an uh, example of a black woman to my white space is, you know, lately I wear weaves. I, um, I have natural black hair, which, you know, for people that don't know, it means that I don't relax my hair or chemically treat it in any way. And I'm Canadian, as you know, locadian. um, and in Canada, my hair just, no matter how much I oil it, it just gets dry and super unhappy during the Canadian winters. So I've been getting, uh, weaves and it's been you know, fun. Sometimes I typically get weaves that look like my natural hair that mimic my natural hair. Um, and sometimes I'll be honest, I just go for the full on Beyonce weave, just totally unnatural <laughs> looking. Oh, uh, but it's fun. It's like an accessory. It's like wearing a dress for me. And, um, I struggle with it, um, because I feel it makes a statement that I want white hair. And, um, it's easier when I have like hair that's, you know, a kinky texture or, um, like my natural hair, I feel like people just think, oh yeah, it's protective styles, especially other black people there, or, you know, people assume maybe it's my real hair, hopefully fingers crossed, <laughs> i doing a good job, um, with my weave, but, um, you know, I, I, I of these hairstyles because I love my natural hair. I'm getting it ready for spring. I'm going to unveil it for spring and fluff it up as huge as I can. Um, you know, get it nice and healthy. But um, I just, uh, you know, I'm afraid of the message that it's sending to white people. I, I'll be honest. I, uh, I feel, you know, like, you know, people of color, black women, they know what I'm doing. They understand that, you know, it's just a matter of easy maintenance and taking care of my hair. Um, whereas, you know, I, I'm, I feel like some people might think, oh, it's because she hates her hair. She has to cover it up. She has to, you know, um, she wants what I have. And I just think, you know, I, 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 kind of want to wear a sign around. I don't know what the case may be. I mean, just come see me in the summertime is my sign. It's just come see me in the summertime. I'm not even trying to pretend like this hair is real. And, um, I just, again, as a, a funny story, you know, I was walking around outside and I was having one of my Beyonce moment leaves and, uh, you know, I had pretty, uh, lengthy, um, extensions in, and um, this woman basically muttered, a black woman muttered under her breath that I had, like, you know, a six foot Pocahontas weave. And I think she thought I would be ashamed of this, and so I just gave it a big old swing and a flip. And <laughs> she actually, because it's just how I am, and she racked up and I laughed too and then she high-fived me and I thought this is (laughs) you know my fear basically that she's thinking that you know I'm thinking that I'm fooling people here with this. No it's just like you know wearing a new hat, scarf, dress, shoes, accessory, getting my nails painted. It's just basically for me if I'm gonna be having a weave and protecting my hair, why not have some fun with it, change it up with basically zero consequences of me just uh, taking it down later. So um, I, uh, I guess I wanna end on the importance of um, self-love. Um, it took a lot of time and active work for me and, um, I am spreading that message to everyone that you should love the skin that you're in. Um, you know, if you don't like something about you because it doesn't look like a, you know, person, uh, that's white, then you know what? Ask yourself why that's the standard of beauty. I mean, uh, you know, people were saying that people's butts were too big and now people are getting butt implants. I mean, you can't measure yourself. From what is mainstream because it's uh, likely to change, it's fickle, and often you may not be represented. So, um, love yourself because I guarantee that you are beautiful, and um, work at it. Work at it like you would do anything else if you are trying to achieve um, like another goal of you know getting a, a job or working towards a purchase of like a car or a house or you know a weight loss school looking in the mirror every day and saying I love myself it's never too late to do it um it's absolutely important something that black girls uh have to learn early um because we don't see ourselves represented as beautiful um thank god that's changing um so yeah self-love very important being yourselves um black is beautiful i think i'll end on that happy new year again everyone and i will talk to you soon